You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey friends, before the next episode, I wanted to share a bit more about my virtual recovery community called The Recovery Collective. For less than a cost of one therapy session per month, our members get access to workshops, group coaching with me, cook-alongs, yoga, recipes, meditations, and even a private Facebook community. It is seriously the most fun community in the eating disorder recovery world right now. If your eating disorder is making you feel isolated and alone, this place will lift your spirits and bring you the connection you're looking for. So I ask you to join all of us. Go to recoverycollective.mykajabi.com or you can check out the link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you inside the collective and enjoy this next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. I am delighted and excited to have you all listen today because today's a very special episode. It's going to be a really fun one because we have three members of the Recovery Collective with us to talk about their experiences inside the collective and as they've been growing in their recoveries, how the collective has impacted their lives. And if you guys don't know about the Recovery Collective, I am here to explain it. And many of these lovely ladies will answer probably some of your questions. But the Recovery Collective is my virtual eating disorder recovery community. We have approximately 70 individuals in this global community as of today. And when I say global, I truly mean it. We have people all over the world, Australia, Europe, Dubai, Mexico, all around the United States, Canada. It's it's so amazing to be able to bring people with eating disorders together for a community. Because when I was recovering in my eating disorder, I was completely alone. I didn't really tell anyone. I didn't even talk to my identical twin sister about it. I was very low key with my parents about it. Didn't really be direct with them. They basically knew enough to get me to a therapist and a dietitian. But besides that, I was pretty much on my own. And then years later, when I finally recovered and I was years out of my recovery, I started connecting with groups like Project Heal and volunteering at needle walks and things like that. And I started meeting people who also lived with eating disorders, either currently or in their past. 
And I was amazed by how much I connected with people in this community. We're all different, but at the same time, there are some underlying threads that are very similar to many of us who've had this disorder or mental illness. And when you meet people who have recovered or are in recovery, it's like an immediate understanding and a click because you've been there and you know like the nuances of how one might think if they're in recovery. So I created the Recovery Collective to just have this virtual safe space for people to come for recovery education and resources and give them the opportunity to build friendships that are actually supportive and also just give them a chance to meet and connect with other eating disorder recovery professionals and role models in the field. So it's been a true pleasure and I could go on and on and on. But today, the whole point of the show is to highlight some of our founding members. And today I have Anna, Melissa, and Kelsey eagerly waiting to share their experience about being inside the collective. And my hope for all of you listeners out there is that it encourages you to either check out the Recovery Collective yourselves or just inspire you to build a community within your own life and reach out to someone because at the end of the day, you do not have to recover alone. So without further ado, I've asked all the girls to share their experiences one at a time. So we have Anna first. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's so great to see you. So Anna, before we dive into your experience, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm, I'm Anna, I'm from Germany, and I'm 27, and I'm a neuroscience PhD student at the moment. Ooh, that's very impressive. I love to hear that you're a PhD student studying neuroscience because it's just, it's just so amazing. I don't know anyone who studies <laughs> neuroscience, so that's something exciting for me too. So Yeah, I feel like it's very fancy. It does sound fancy. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, first of all, how did you find out about the Recovery Collective and what inspired you to join? So for me, I found out about, so last winter or like the holidays, I was actually, I was living in Finland at that time. And I was, but I stayed there in the, uh, during the holidays, so I didn't go home. And at that time, I don't know, I felt really lonely and I spent a lot of time actually on YouTube, uh, watching recovery stories or videos. And this actually helped me a lot to also realize or to find parallels to my behaviors and actually realize, okay, I'm really like having a problem. I want help. And I also stumbled upon Kate Noel uh, and her videos. So, and then through her Instagram, I heard about the recovery collective because she was part of it and hosted the April And this is how I found out. And I wanted to join because I made the decision. I knew I was going to move back to Germany. I wanted to get help. And this was like the first thing basically that I joined or started. And I just wanted to see it. And I thought it would be so cool because I won't know any people here anyway. I was looking for like a community. And I actually started off as a community member because I was not sure if it's like for me, if I, I don't know, would feel confident enough to or brave enough to share anything so I thought I start like 
with the entry level sort of NNC. And then I actually switched or leveled up to the all-in membership in March because I loved it so much. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes, I was so excited to see you were ready to level up your membership. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, What was your first impression of the group when you first joined? Hmm. I think I remember my first Zoom call that I actually joined because I was really hesitant. I was like, I was too shy and feeling too anxious. But the first, like after a few minutes, I felt like so accepted and included and just the way like everyone was just so kind. And I just felt like I don't have to feel ashamed or shy of anything or like not share anything. I felt like everyone was just so lovely and super supportive and I also what I liked is I felt I could decide how much I want to share if I want to share at all Um, and this was really nice to see and then over time I also started to share more and like talk more but I just felt like so welcome and everyone was just so or is still (laughs) super nice to everyone. That's so amazing to hear and it really warms my heart because that's something I'm the most proud of with the collective mm-hmm. is really just how loving and accepting the environment is. Mm-hmm. And we really had no major control over who joined this group. And you never know. I, when I started the collective, I was like, okay, so I'm inviting anybody with a mental illness into an <laughs> online space. Mm -hmm. that's risky I felt like it was a little risky I don't know about I don't know about you but when I saw that we were building a community that was so accepting and kind it was a big sigh of relief because I think there are a lot of communities out there that are kind of dark and focused on being sick Mm -hmm. where we are really focused on getting better and recovering and building each other up so that really makes me happy to hear So now that you are a full all-in member and you can access all the workshops and everything, do you recall any really impactful workshop or group call that you've sat in on and how that's helped you moving forward? I think actually there are two moments that will come to my mind. It was actually one was on my very first call um, because I I think I remember even saying that I was struggling or am still to some extent with this like imposter syndrome situation where I feel like, oh, I'm not sick enough or I don't have all of the behaviors or symptoms or I don't look as like the textbook eating disorder patient. And I was really struggling with that. And I think I even mentioned it and learning that eating disorders don't have like a a certain size or like a body shape or a number was so helpful for me to realize I can also get help. And even though we're all different uh, at different stages or different kind of uh, disorders or behaviors, my problems are still valid and I still uh, can get help and am worthy of the help. So this was really encouraging and helpful. And I think then also the during March where Mia hosted the month about having a, the dialoguing between healthy self and eating disorder self. I don't know, I've never... Well, I've never really like researched on eating disorders anyway, but hearing about this concept of having those two voices in my head, it made so much sense. And it helped, helped me so much to understand that the voice inside of me that is telling me do this or don't do this, or you should do this. It's not me, but it's another voice. And I can try to 
work against it and fight against it and fight my healthy self again. So this was really, I think like the, one of the major concepts that really changed my recovery and my whole understanding mm-hmm. of the recovery. Mm-hmm. That is really fundamental concept in mm-hmm. recovery that I know all of the Carolyn Costin trained coaches really focus on because mm-hmm. it is so impactful. So I'm so glad you were able to join us for that workshop and mm-hmm. Anyone who hasn't seen that workshop really can just log into our content library and rewatch it or watch it for the first time and get, get something out of it. So uh, Anna, that is really cool to hear your aha moments or your most impactful moments. So thank you for sharing that. My last question for you is what has been your favorite part about being a member of the collective? I would say being part of the community and meeting other people and people who I would call friends, even though we've never seen each other before, but I've been also in contact with Kelsey and Melissa and other people outside of our workshops or calls. Uh, I'm, Melissa and I have even done like a cook along together. And it just, it feels weird because yeah, we all haven't, I guess most of us haven't seen each other in person, but I just feel like we know each other and I feel I can trust everyone um, and just, I don't know, it's just super amazing to know, to really be part of a community that is just so genuinely caring about each other. I think that's my favorite part. That's beautiful. I feel the same way. I feel like everyone in the collective, at least those who are showing up to calls, you know, Mm -hmm. and then people who are active in the Facebook group, I just feel so connected to them as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like one day when we all finally meet in person, it's going to be just the coolest. That would be amazing. I, I feel like we should really have like a, a collective get together somewhere in the world, but that would be so great. Yes, I have my sights on that and I'm not making any promises anytime soon, but it's definitely an intention and a goal I have for one day. So hopefully we'll all be able to meet and Even if that's not coming up very soon, I know that if I travel pretty much anywhere in the world, there's going to be someone I can say Mm -hmm. hi to. For sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Anna, thank you so much for sharing your experience. We are going to be moving on to Melissa. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Melissa. How are you today? I'm good. You know, trying to wake up, but other than that, I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) today I've had a busy day just because I just had an appointment with my dietitian but I am also a medical student and so I am up crazy hours studying and in clinic all the time oh my gosh I also I just am so impressed with everyone in this group because it's very cool to hear what everyone does and so you are a medical student and you are training your goal is to be a pediatrician right that's correct Oh, that's so nice. And I can I love the little you. kiddos. Yeah, that's amazing. And what year are you in school right now? Um, I am kind of, I'm in a weird spot. So I'm finishing up my last rotation of third year, but technically at this point, I'm considered a fourth year. So it's my last year of school. Oh, cool. Nice. So you're almost there. Maybe we'll throw a party for you when you're done. We should just throw parties for people when they graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Zoom parties are literally the best parties ever. (laughs) 
Exactly. So for those listening, I would love for you to share like where you're from also, and just maybe a little bit of where you are in your recovery in the moment. Yeah. So I um, am 26 and I live in Wichita, Kansas. Um, I would say in my recovery, I, I want to say a weird spot. Um, I am probably about, I would say eight months from the day that I decided this is when I needed, like, um, which was like November 25th. I have it in my calendar of when I was like, I need to start recovery. I need to make this decision for myself. Um, but I would say in like full in hundred percent wanting to do recovery, I'm probably only a couple months in. Um, and so, yeah, kind of the beginning, kind of middle, but very much still, um, learning a lot. I love that. And what was that moment like when you decided you really wanted to recover? It was hard. Um, it was, it was a very, um, hard, but also empowering moment. And, um, I think I finally just hit this point where, you know, my dream is to be the, be the pediatrician and knowing that if I was continuing on the path that I was on, I wasn't going to reach that dream. And so, um, it was just like very empowering to like sit down with myself and journal, like, this is what I need to do for myself. This is what I need to do for my future patients. And, um, also throw out my scale for the first time, which was so fun to do. So empowering. That's, um, also so impactful just to get rid of that external horrible thing that we measure our worth on and in the height of our eating disorder. So, so you had that moment and then how did you find the recovery collective? It was a little bit similar to Anna. Um, it was around the holidays and I am a longtime follower of, um, Mia Finlay, um, love her YouTube channel. And, so she and Kate Noel both started sharing on Instagram about it. And I think there were a couple other um, people that I followed that were sharing it on their stories. And so I was like, oh, let's check this out. And went to the little pizza party that you guys had in January and um, just realized that while I was, I had great support um, with friends and I have a great treatment team, what I was really missing was people who understood and people who were in the thick of it with me um, who knew all of the messiness that comes with recovery. And, um, so I was kind of like, it was kind of that moment. It's like, I'll give this a try, but you know, like we were saying before, there are those dark areas on the web. And I was like, you know, we're going to try this, but I don't know who's going to join this group. So we'll see how this goes. And it's one of the best decisions that I've made for my recovery. Yay. Uh, what makes you say that it was one of the best decisions you've made so far in your recovery? I think, um, I think one, having people to connect with that understand what you're going through helps, has helped me understand what I'm going through because, um, there's a lot of, I mean, I think in general eating disorders are so confusing and it's, I started judging myself for a lot of the decisions I was making or a lot of the thoughts that I was having and knowing that a, I'm not the only one that was having those thoughts and going through that um, and being able to like make sense of my experience was really helpful in order to push forward in recovery and therapy, being able to start making recovery focused choices um, and being able to connect with people. And when I'm having a hard day, 
I can text somebody in the group and they 100% get it without me having to explain it to them. That is so powerful and just helpful for people to hear, I think, because you can have an amazing treatment team, a supportive family, but sometimes you might not have actual peers who understand what you're going through. Did you ever interact with people who had eating disorders before, or was this the first time you had kind of come into a community like this? So I've known people that I went to college with or that I grew up with who have struggled with eating disorders. Um, But this was the first time where I connected with people on a deeper level rather than just like hearing their story, but also being able to get to that point of vulnerability and share my own experience with them and be in the thick of that with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think when you're in college and in life, if you have an eating disorder, sometimes you can spot it in other people. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but you can kind of spot the behaviors and the preoccupation. And maybe you have a moment of connection, like, oh, I, I get what you're going through, but usually it's very covert and not direct. So I think being able to meet people who are just openly out there about their eating disorders and also there for the same reasons, which is to recover. Like everyone's in a space of, I want to recover, not I want to stay here and stay sick. It's just a different, different environment. Mm -hmm. So thank you for highlighting that. I loved hearing Anna's impactful moments. So I was wondering if you can recall any moments, I know you've attended a bunch of our workshops and calls that have been really meaningful to you. Yeah. So uh, when you asked that question to Anna, the one that came to mind for me was Chloe's, um, like, is it food flexibility, food freedom was, I think at the top of my list for me, is still one of the ones that I have enjoyed the most um, of just because just, I think a, just hearing her passion for it, um, like kept me engaged. And I was like, I normally talk a lot more in these than I nor- than I was in that session. I was sitting there like writing all these notes, but what I really liked from that workshop is it helped me see, um, which is a really hard thing to come to terms with of how much my eating disorder had taken from my life of she had touched on moments in her life where she wasn't able to have that food freedom and lost, um, these experiences on trips and things and feeling like she wasn't able to enjoy being present in the moments. And so when I was hearing her talk about that, it just like really brought that to the forefront for me of, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I'm pursuing recovery because I don't want to go on another trip. I don't want to go as longer in life without being able to be present in those moments. Mm-hmm. I I know that so many people listening can relate to you on that because whenever I connect with anyone who's looking for coaching, we always spend a lot of time going over their why, like, why are you here? Why do you want to recover? What does your vision for recovery look like? And almost half, maybe even more of the people mention things like traveling and living in the moment and being able to hang out with friends and family without being stuck in their head. So I'm glad you found that one meaningful to you and thank you for sharing how that impacted you. (laughs) So my final question for you, 
So now that you've heard that workshop, you know, that workshop that Chloe did, did it, did you make any changes or have you been able to connect more closely with the present moment or travel without feeling so much preoccupation with food? Like, have you been able to transform at all in that direction? Well, I haven't done a whole lot of traveling yet. Um, but I think in terms of like being present in moments, I'm starting to, I mean, learn with myself of, you know, when I go out to restaurants and things like what is pushing it too much and then what is, okay, this is my eating disorder talking and finding that sweet spot and learning, okay, this is where my sweet spot is of I'm feeling safer but I'm not letting my eating disorder speak for me. And in those moments of being able of, okay, I can be present with my friends again. I um, am not going to be sitting here ruminating over this food that I just ate because it's was too much of a challenge right away. Or me sitting there just like fighting with my eating disorder the entire time and like then beating myself up because I let it speak for me. Um, and so I think, that's probably the biggest change that I've started to see is being able to just like speak for myself. That's amazing. And it's really a huge part of recovery is identifying what your own voice sounds like and being able to trust that as opposed to always just turning to the eating disorder. So um, thank you, Melissa, for sharing your wisdom and experience today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So we're going to move over to our third member today, Kelsey. Kelsey, you don't know this, but you are the first person to sign up for the collective. That does not surprise me. I because I signed up before the pizza party. I'm I'm a little type A. I you know I gotta get in there. Yeah, exactly. So this is what happened. I was creating the setup, right? All the back end stuff, and I had everything set up and I made one page. I made sure not to have the sign up page open very obviously to the world. It was like, I only put it in one place and it was like at the bottom of an email, like that if you signed up for the pizza party, you could potentially click that button and sign up. And you were the, like, you just found it immediately. Yeah, I'm kind of a detective like that. Like, if you ever need any research on anything, I'm your gal. Yeah, so you're, you're member number one, first, first in the group. So for everyone listening, I would love it if you could please just introduce yourself and share where you're from and what you, you do right now. Okay, well, I'm Kelsey. I'm 30 years old, and I live in Los Angeles, California. And I am a wine consultant slash educator and hopefully future master of wine. Wow. Okay. Another future party when you become a master of wine. Well, yeah, that would well, be a very future. long time. <laughs> okay. Still, still. Uh, so very exciting. Again, another really cool career. I think it, that's one of the best parts about the collective is just being able to meet people who have all these different backgrounds and passions and interests. And so I love to hear about your career as well. It's very cool to me. So tell me, how did you find the collective and why did you join? Um, well, obviously we know the researching thing. Um, it actually, I was really, 
it was almost like fate because of the timing that the collective came about um, was right around the time where I was like finally realizing that I need to choose recovery. Like I'm not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I feel like recovering. Like that's not going to happen. Like I have to like push into that fear. And so I had um, just been like checking out recovery accounts on Instagram and um, stumbled across Kate Noel, which then I stumbled across you, Meg. It, I think it was fate. Oh, I, I do too. I definitely do. I think everyone, all of us were meant to meet, to support each other and become friends and a community. So I'd love to hear that. What were your first impressions of the collective when you joined? That's a good question. Um, I honestly was surprised. I, I didn't really expect what it was. I even like, well, I didn't have a Facebook. So I waited like a couple weeks to join the, the Facebook group. And then once I did, actually, like one of the first like introduction videos I saw was Melissa's. And I was like, okay, I, I was like, I can get along with these people. Like, so I kind of just jumped in from there. And it's just, it's been crazy. I thought that my experience would just be like, maybe I'll gain some like tools in the workshops or whatnot, which I have, but it's so much more than that. It's like, oh, we're like a family. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel the, the family vibes too. And I'm glad that you were pleasantly surprised with the community. I know you've done a lot of the workshops as well, but before I dive into like your most impactful moments, I was wondering if you could share a little bit of where you are in your recovery right now. Cause I feel like, I mean, you and I have talked a lot and I know that things are going pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of been a whirlwind um, because I, I had my eating disorder for over half of my life. And um, I always just thought I'm just gonna have to live with this. And I mean, that's kind of what like other people kind of told me too. So I, I didn't really believe people when they said that they were recovered from an eating disorder. I was like, Oh, yeah, they're just saying that but they're like doing behaviors behind the scenes, kind of thing. <laughs> you did not believe it. Yeah. So I, um, I was like, I don't know. But so when I turned 30, I decided I was like, I can't keep doing this. So once I decided I wanted to recover, like once I decide something, I put my mind to it. And I mean, I'm not saying it's easy at all. But um, I got a coach, the lovely Meg. Um, (laughs) And, and I was like, I, I was so hesitant about doing it, but really, I, I wouldn't say that I am recovered yet, but I do see the finish line. I, and I can't believe it because it's been over 15 years of it, and I, I never thought I would be this far along. Well, I'm so proud of you, and I know everyone in the group is smiling because it's just so encouraging and we, we, we know you, you know, we've seen you show up and do the work and the fact that it's been 15 years of 
an eating disorder and that the finish line is in sight is just amazing. And I know just working with you one-on-one, it's been really cool to see the freedom like take hold in your life as opposed to the like obsession and control. So now that you don't worry so much about food or even like weight restoration and all that, you're just like, just an amazing, it's just amazing to see. And I know uh, we like to call you, you transform from the Kelly doll to the Barbie doll since, uh, yes. <laughs> since uh, that's her brand now. That's her, Kelsey's personal brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm reclaiming my womanhood. <laughs> I, I think it's a big part of um, my eating disorder is like, in a way, I kind of like kept me in this like childlike identity. And that felt safer to me. Um, so yeah, becoming Barbie <laughs> has really helped um, with my confidence. And yeah, I, I wanted to say my social skills, but I'm, I'm still working on those. <laughs> I don't think you give yourself enough credit socially. You are, you are very warm and friendly and easy to talk to. So thank you. <laughs> All right. So what were the most impactful moments for you inside the collective? Okay. So, I mean, there's been a lot of them, but the one that really like touched me a lot was the first workshop with Carolyn Costin. Um, I think, it was just so validating because I, I've been in and out of treatment centers since, I mean, since I was a teenager and I had never had good experiences and she like understood. And because the way she had formed Montanito and the rules there, she did it so that people could be where they were at in the recovery instead of where a lot of treatment centers, unfortunately, like kind of want you to be where they want you to be and they're not okay with where you are. And so it was just so validating to, for her to recognize that, that it will, and say that it wasn't my fault. Like, cause I always just thought, Oh, well, they like would say um, like I'm resistant to treatment and stuff like that. And and I just always felt like, oh, it's my fault. There's something wrong with me. So it was just so great to hear the amazing Caroline. I mean, I was like, like Caroline Costin. I mean, guys, she's like, she's a celebrity in my mind. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt on the call too. And I remember that moment on the call when she validated you. And I felt it because it was very powerful too to hear you ex like share your experience with treatment and hear her say like, I totally know what you're talking about and it's not yeah. your fault. And for those of you listening, Carolyn Costin is just a world renowned eating disorder, author, public speaker, clinician, and coach trainer. So she certified me as a eating disorder recovery coach. She wrote the eight keys to recovery from an eating disorder workbook. So there's just a lot to explore with Carolyn. And she did offer two workshops to our group last month. So that was, I'm so glad that you had that validation, Kelsey. And I guess my last question for you, what is your favorite part about being inside the collective? I know I already kind of said it, but I would have to say the community, the friendships. I, I've found 
in the past I've been like afraid to be open with people and that's that's kind of blocked me from having like real friendships because I mean hello if if you're not real with other people they're probably not gonna be real with you and I was just always afraid of being real because I thought I would be rejected so meeting all these lovely people in the collective and being real with them and and them accepting me and then like finding out we have like so many commonalities and also we're all so different at the same time. It just, that to me is everything. I, I don't think I would be where I am right now in my recovery without these friendships. Oh, yay. That is music to my ears just because that's why, why I created the collective because I'm a friendship nerd. I think that's like my, one of my deepest passions is just connecting people and fostering an environment where people can bond and build friendships. So it's just really gratifying to hear you say that, um, that the friendships really matter to you. Thank you, Kelsey, for sharing today and being so vulnerable. Thank you. You're very welcome. I have one, maybe two more if, if I feel inspired, but I have one more question for the group and you guys can take turns answering and that question is, what do you have to say to anyone who is considering joining the Recovery Collective? So what I would say is just go for it and try. Because I was also hesitant not to, to join, but like I was just skeptical to see, like, I don't know if it's for me, if I want to join, but I mean, you can just join, also start as a community member. And it's so up to you if and what you want to share, how you want to participate in the calls and just see like how it feels. And I mean, like what's going to happen if you don't like it? Like nothing's going to happen. You tried it and it's fine. And then you will can just find something else. Although I'm, I'm really convinced that you would like it if you start, if you actually decide to join. But yeah, I would just say, just go for it and try and just see how and what works for you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people listening will appreciate the point of view of kind of being a skeptic at first and and not being sure and just kind of getting their toes wet before jumping in, you know, but before doing the cannonball with the all-in membership. So it's really nice to hear your perspective. So thank you for sharing that those words of advice. I definitely hope people listen to them and join. <laughs> I mean, my first thing would be, if you're thinking about it, just do it. I'm like Shiloh buffing this right now. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, if you're feeling skeptical or just like not knowing what to expect, I mean, people listening couldn't see this, but when Kelsey was saying how um, she was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, not only was I like really big smiling, but I wanted to cry for her because that just like made me so happy to hear and that it doesn't matter where you're at in recovery. You can be at the very beginning. You can be almost recovered. You could be recovered and trying to maintain there is a spot for you. And just know that this is not a group that expects you to be perfect or expects recovery to be linear. And that is something I'm still learning is that recovery is not linear and that you have, it's a group of supportive people that when you feel like you're taking a million and one steps back, they're going to be right there for you. And that has been like the best experience for me. So if you're hesitant about joining, just do it. 
love that. And I think you really bring up a good point. And I think a lot of people wonder this, like, is the group right for me? I'm at this stage of recovery and I'm not sure, or I haven't even really started yet, or I'm maintaining recovery. And we have people at every single level of recovery in this group. I know for a fact, we have people in the maintenance phase of recovery. We even have, I know we at least have one male in the group, but very quietly, um, not even in the Facebook group. So, but we, we invite anyone of all genders and backgrounds and stages in recovery to join. And I think that's one of the coolest parts about it. Yeah. And it's just, I think for me, it was just really nice because it actually like opened my eyes to see, I was like, oh, I'm at this spot in recovery. And then a few months into the group, I was like, actually, I'm a little bit further back than I thought, but it was like a good, like reality check for me of I was doing, I was having a lot more covert behaviors that I didn't even realize. And so that has been like, so helpful for me of being able to just be honest with myself and honest with everybody else in the group. Mm, Yeah. I think that is really helpful to, to see also, like a lot of times there are people in recovery who think they're a lot farther than they are because they've made progress from their sickest point. And that's a huge accomplishment, any progress, baby steps, big steps, all big accomplishments but sometimes people get stuck in quasi when they're unclear of how much more they need to, to make steps forward, you know, how much more progress they need to make. So I'm glad that you articulated that kind of reality check for you. You're like, Oh, I thought I was doing at least. Okay. And I realized there was more, more to do just by seeing where everyone else was in the group. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And you'll definitely get there. I know you're working really hard So we'll be so excited for you when you finally do fully recover. Kelsey, any words of wisdom or words of advice for people considering joining or just in general, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, I I think uh, coming from uh, having been in um, treatment settings, I think if any of you out there have been in settings where a lot of times people are forced into them, I mean, I was one of those who didn't want to recover and was forced into it. And I just want you all to know that this group is not like that. You're not going to, there's nothing, there's, we don't talk about behaviors or anything. There's nothing triggering. And if any, and if you are triggered for some reason, there's Meg is great. She's a trained coach. And I just, I think I, that would be the biggest thing I would want to get out there is that this is very different. There is, it's all like recovery focused and not, we don't focus on behaviors or anything in it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point that you brought up. And I'm glad you offer that point of view and perspective because I'm sure there are people considering joining who are like is this going to be triggering for me being around a bunch of people in recovery but yeah I really keep the rules kind of strict every every single call we have I'm sharing the same ground rules before each call and that includes no 
no sharing behaviors, no specific numbers, and then no medical questions. You know, there's lots that we, we lay out for everyone just to make sure the environment's really safe. And to piggyback on what you said, the recovery collective is definitely not treatment, right? And I think that's a huge thing. I also like to make very clear is that we're not a treatment center. This is not a treatment plan for you. You will not get one-on-one sessions when you join this. Um, um, you know, maybe in the future we might, you know, we've had a, a coach and Claire offer private one-on-one sessions through the group. So, but what I'm saying is it's not a replacement for treatment, but it's really a place where you can seek community, friendship, motivation, education, and inspiration throughout your recovery process. I want it to be the safe home that you can come to, that you can touch base with throughout your journey so that you have that energy. It's like the place you can come and charge up your recovery batteries, I guess. So then you can keep moving forward with your own treatment plan, whatever that might look like. All right, guys, you are all just um, wonderful to me. You mean so much to me. I'm always so happy when I see you guys show up to the calls because you offer so much and you're some of the most vulnerable members of the group. And so it's kind of funny. I joke about this with Anne Claire because we have a lot of people in the collective who don't come to our calls and they just listen in to the recorded content on the library. And I'm like, I wonder if like any of our members who come to the calls have little fans now, like people who just love like following their recovery journey. That is, I have never even considered that. Now I won't think about that. That's a really funny well, you are, <laughs> Yeah, you guys are like role models to a lot of the people in the group because it's hard to show up to the calls sometimes. And a lot of people are nervous. I talk to people behind the scenes and I think you are positive lights for those who are a little bit more shy or reserved or scared to show up. So I thank you guys for just being the leaders of the group. We have other amazing people who show up and are leaders as well. But you guys, I just wanted to invite the three of you because you mean so much to me and everyone else. I mean, if it helps, I fangirl over people in the group too. So they're not alone. Yeah, see, we, it's kind of like we're all following along with each other's lives and recoveries now. So that's pretty cool. It's kind of like uh, our own little YouTube channel <laughs> of recovery content. I also, I, I was thinking what we didn't talk about. No, we always emphasize the amazing community, which I feel is also like major part. But what I also really like, um, just like for those listening and maybe considering is that at least in the all-in, we also have like a yoga class with Anne Claire. I'm fangirling uh, for Anne Claire, by the way. <laughs> so this is really cool. And also the cook-alongs with Talia, they're really nice. Usually we're like a bit low on people there, but it's really fun. So for me, they're helpful because we get like a recipe together that we do together. And just, it's so nice to, first of all, do it with other people. And for me, at least, it doesn't give me like the time to overthink every step. Uh, or every food item that is part of it and it's just like such a fun experience and I'm making a mess in the kitchen but it it doesn't matter it's just it's just really fun and um, so I just wanted to highlight that we also have those kind of events apart from the workshops and the lives and yeah it's really cool it's really cool that was really helpful to add in I'm surprised we didn't bring those up Um, because they're kind of like our more light-hearted events in the collective like we have 
workshops where we're going to do the hard work and be vulnerable and learn. And then the cook-alongs and the yoga, they're just added in extra bonuses. I love the cook-alongs like as a recovered person and I'm not like, you know, I'm leading the workshops. I'm not there really to learn. I learn at the cook-alongs because I want to get better at cooking. So it's partially selfish that I'm having these be part of the group because I just like having a private cooking class. It's like so much fun for me. <laughs> well, and it's fun for me because like, I haven't gotten to cook with the cook-along yet, um, but it was fun the one time I did join. I got to sit, I was like eating lunch and I got to sit there and like watch everybody else cook and just it was really fun to be part of and like watch all the lightheartedness I'm like okay now I have to try this recipe at home like all that and then like with the yoga I you know yoga we turn our cameras off turn our mics off and I listen to Taylor Swift while we do yoga and then we have Anne Claire's funny like jokes during it and it's just like a really good time and then we have next carpools (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yes, spirituality is one of our values. And so I try to incorporate card card pulls at the end of every yoga class, which are basically oracle cards, little woo-woo, but I like to bring the woo. Yeah, the yoga is amazing too. It's usually on the weekends, in the mornings for those in America, which I think is really nice to start off my my day with a little bit of yoga. It's nice. Um, any other I'd like to I'd like to add yeah. about the the woo woo because I don't want people to be scared off because yeah. I totally was not I was like what um <clears throat> but now I'm I like I I can't wait for the card pull it's so fun and it's like it doesn't matter like if you're religious or not or whatever this is not like a religious type of thing it's just a fun like just a fun thing that we can all like be like, oh, I wonder what that means. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's just fun. It's lighthearted. It's kind of like an energy read. Like we're just seeing what the, you know, what the universe wants to tell the group as a whole. And it is pretty cool. And I grew up for anyone listening who is oh, a little nervous about the spirituality woo-woo aspect. It's not a huge part of the group. It's just once in a while it comes out. And I grew up very religious, so I still am open to doing all of those things. All right, so I think we're wrapping up here. Anyone else have anything we missed that you wanted to share before I let you all go today? Without you, we wouldn't be sitting here. So (laughs) thank you. Thanks, Anna. You're so welcome. It's the biggest joy in my life, I would say. It's the coolest thing I've ever done with my career and I have big hopes for it. And I know it's going to just evolve into something even more amazing as we keep going forward. So thank you. We have three great people leading it. You, Talia and Anne Claire. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. All right, guys, well, I will let you go. Thank you so much, everyone listening. Thank you for listening to this episode today please go check out the recovery collective website it is in the show notes and if you are enjoying this podcast or love this episode please go rate or review this podcast on apple podcast it helps us just share the message to a more broad audience and yes all right guys i'll see you inside the collective bye bye